Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today. We have the star of the new Hallmark movie, Romance in Style, here with us. And uh, we're so excited to get to know JC Elliott. And JC, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's, it's, I'm excited to talk about this. Yes. So uh, we'd like to ask our guests to tell us a little bit about uh, your backstory and how you uh, got inspired to get into acting. Uh, well, I started acting when I was, oof, I think, like 12. Um, they had a program in school. I mean, a lot of schools have that. I grew up in France in a small town and they had this uh, international school and so the theater department was in English and at that time I was not very good at English then the cool kids were so it sort of like that's what sparked my interest is I wanted to hang out be part of that like team and so um, I auditioned and I you know, it was kind of a thing. Everybody auditioned. I got cast as uh, this like idiot character. It was a male. And I remember it was um, the Lady Killers, the play. I don't know. Have you ever seen that play? No, no I've heard of the movie. Yeah, I had heard of the movie too. But um, <laughs> it, it's an English play. And uh, there's this one character that just doesn't speak. It just makes sounds. And that uh-huh. was... Uh, Oh, I started oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like a semi-professional we would get a lot of time off of school to go and do that oh, and wow. I did. It was yeah it was, it was amazing and after high school they were like well maybe you should go audition for like one of the schools in Paris to audition for some schools because mm-hmm. um, that was like the natural next step if you wanted to be an actor and that sort of organically led to LA yeah. So how come you don't have a French accent if you grew up in France? Uh, so my, so I, my mom's French and my dad's American. I went to an all international school from age six to 18 and everyone was there was, you know, half English, half French, half Irish, half American, half Scottish. I mean, we had a lot of different international friends and uh I kind of I kind of you know learned how to have an American accent I didn't start off with an American (laughs) accent um and sometimes it comes out if I have a little too much to drink (laughs) but uh um yeah it 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 was a practice for me I I really wanted to get rid of the Frenchness and um then being in LA for seven years has helped also yeah. yeah, you never know. Uh, so you've done a lot of theater work then. Do you have like a favorite play or musical that you did? Uh, you know, I like to sing, but I've never actually done a musical. Okay. <clears throat> um, but plays, yes, I do. I like modern plays a lot. Um, I have worked more than once on this play called DNA by Dennis Kelly. It's a very dark humor. Have you ever read Dennis Kelly? No, I haven't, but I feel like I've heard of it. It sounds familiar to me. Yeah. He's, it's fun. He's a, he's an English writer. It's modern. Uh um, And it always has that sarcastic English humor. And that's a lot of fun to play. 
with. Um, I've directed the play. I've done the play. I've assisted. I've, uh, I, I, I did it actually the first, the second year I moved to LA. I directed it in LA as well. Um, it's it's a great, it's a great easy one to read. Cool. It's fun. Yeah. So, how did you get the role of Taryn on Grey's? Did uh, what was that like experience like? Because it was your first paid role, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a pretty I, big I, role I, for your first. But yeah, this was my first TV role. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was huge. Yeah, I honestly didn't. It was it's such a, a leap of faith to go in for an audition for something as big and as iconic as Grey's Anatomy that I didn't <laughs> I didn't believe for one second that that would happen. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. The Last We Home is the newest novel from New York Times bestselling author Liz Johnson. Eli Ross's return from his NHL career is met with uncertainty from the broken family he left behind, but he is determined to fix his mistakes. Violet Donahue isn't sure she can forgive Eli, not after his mother cared for her like her own daughter. When Eli and Violet come together, they must find the strength to mend the broken pieces of the Ross family and to heal their own hearts. Find more at www.lizjohnsonbooks.com. That's LizJohnsonBooks.com. So and, you just auditioned um, like a kind of an ordinary audition? Yeah. I Paul? mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. I I got there. I knew I knew they had been looking for the role for a little bit. And um, they were kind of the on their last legs, tired of kind of casting that role and not finding anyone that they agreed on. Uh, I thought about what made me special and I was I at that point I had just finished doing the play and and uh it just I was in director mode and I don't know if you've ever directed anything but uh (laughs) it just uh you kind of have to be in a in a specific um version of yourself it just so happens that the role of Taryn is very much like that as well she's very opinionated opinionated and she's very uh directorial in the way she talks to her loved ones it it's all stemmed in love of Uh course but sure so I was doing that and also um I had uh added some Frenchness to Taryn which eventually they took out uh because they wanted her to be very American so I went in the audition and I auditioned once and uh everyone was there it was very intimidating. Wow. I don't even remember what I did. And <laughs> sort of, you know, I had been so nervous right before the audition. I remember crying a lot. Uh, <laughs> and so when I got there, I was a little drained. And so I kind of didn't feel any pressure because it was, you know. Yeah. It, what do you got to lose? Right. Yeah. And it was such a long shot. And then I remember they... The role had to, they were starting with the role like three or four days later and oh. a week and a half gone by and I hadn't heard anything. So I just assumed that it was, it was, I had not gotten yeah. it. I got a call a week and a half later um, that, and they had, I remember talking to Christopher Noff and laughing so much. I hyperventilated, ventilated. <laughs> yeah. And me coming out. Uh, and I think from that point on for the first two years, I was in such shock that I didn't really realize what was happening and that it was all very real. 
Um, and that was my experience. Oh my <laughs> so. so they didn't even do like a callback or anything like that. It was just no. the one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> they like had, had a hard time finding someone that they all felt filled the role. And I showed up with such a specific idea of who she was mm-hmm. that me, and with the French, I, you know, I was, I remember saying the audition was something between me and, and one of the doctors. And I remember like correcting them and being like, no, 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 <laughs> in French. And I think they just like that. It was so different than anything mm-hmm. we had seen. It was sort of uh, a new option. And I, I think they like oh that. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, when you, when you got that call, then you like basically had a panic attack. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, a two year panic attack. Yeah, I think. I mean, I had a panic attack, but I, I mean, I don't know if it was panic. I think it was just sheer disbelief. I was at yeah. dinner with a friend and uh, I was laughing a lot, which I didn't know was my reaction to big news. <laughs> I have had other big news since and I do I get into this like um yeah and stop laughter and and uh, that was new for me so yeah how did yeah. you handle like the nerves when you actually got on set because I mean that like most people they have sort of little b jobs mm. you know that and then they finally get the big break but it seems like you just went straight to the the, yeah. the role and everything that must have been very intimidating yeah you know for a while felt like I had skipped over a lot of what people talk about when they mm-hmm. get to LA and they have to do like all the small roles and build themselves up. And it felt like um, I was cheating in some sort of way, but I realized yeah. way after that it actually might've been harder because there was, I, because I skipped a lot of steps, there was a lot I didn't know when I started. Mm-hmm there was a group of newbies that I was part of. And so we were all new to Grey's Anatomy. So that was a, a nice sort of buffer group to be mm-hmm. with. And then most of them knew what they were doing. I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> but we had been on set for like 12, maybe even 16 hours. And we were all doing the doctor interviews where they go and they ask us what, like, or how, it's sort of like was our interview in the show, but sort of like worked as an audition as well. I mean, it wasn't an audition, but it felt like it. Um, And we uh, had to go in and talk to the doctors and then they would hire us. And I, of course, was the last one to go. Um, Not for any specific reason, it just so happens. And so I saw everybody leaving and I could have sort of like watched how they were working. And I got to set and I sat down in front of uh, Richard Weber and Miranda Bailey. I don't know if you're familiar with the show, Mm -hmm. um, but they're two of the original cast. And I was so nervous. I sat down and I just, there was like a little bit of a silence. And so I just did my monologue. And I remember the director came out and was like, okay, that was great. Um, Just, (laughs) you know, maybe wait for me to say action and I was like okay I've got a lot to learn I was like wow that's (laughs) funny you know you hear about it and like coming from a small town in France like it sounds like a cliche but it's very real they say action I mean there's a reason why that so um I've come a long way and um 
yeah, it's just, I remember that story and being very embarrassed and everybody was laughing because uh, uh, fortunately for me, they all knew Christopher Knopf was really kind and extended uh, sort of this knowledge to everyone that I had never been on a set and that they were to like show me things if they had time. And so it, it was a great, it was, it's been like the most intense learning experience, but um, yeah, now yeah. I know <laughs> do you ever get grossed out by the fake surgeries that they have to set up you know I don't I'm a very curious person I actually would love to go in and do real surgery I'm I, I don't think anyone should let me because I'm not a doctor but, <laughs> um, I'm I love it I'm always asking like what the things are and playing with the props and um, I, I don't get grossed out if I think about it too much. You know, there's one thing that grosses me out is when we use the bovie that's supposed to saw. It's not solder, but it's like it, it cuts through the skin, supposedly with this burning tool. And that lets fumes out. And, you know, when we use that, we have to use it on skin of and some kind. So we usually use like uh, deli meats or stuff like that. And that has a specific smile that I just, mm. I, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So your character has a crush on, on uh, Meredith, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that must've been interesting to kind of, uh, to work with Ellen on that, on that plot. I mean, it's really not that hard. She's yeah. such a fan. <laughs> She's so gorgeous. And um, she's been so kind to me and so sharing, like giving and generous with her experience. Um, I mean, maybe I even had a little crush on her. I don't know, but it's, it's really not been that hard mm -hmm. to, um, to act that. And she's, she, I think she, we've laughed about it a lot where I, mm -hmm. I'll tell her like, Hey, can they smell your hair in that scene or <laughs> stuff like that? You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never done it, but uh, it's been sort of an ongoing joke. It's been fun. So the show tackled and covered COVID pretty quickly uh, after, after quarantine. Uh, what was that kind of surreal to be doing storylines with COVID so soon? Yeah. After you know, I think everyone had a really hard time during COVID. I can't even imagine being an actual nurse or medical professional during that time. But it was very weird being in, because LA was pretty bad. So we were all in a very strict quarantine. Um, and uh, it was it was a little taxing to be doing the quarantine in life and also acting the pandemic on stage uh there it seemed like there wasn't any break between those two things um and also we were wearing a lot of like the pepper and all of that and that in itself like uh the way it's built it's it's it, when you're wearing the hazmat it's very loud and so you can't really hear people around you it it, it was a glimpse into what uh, medical professionals might have felt during that time. And it was, it was very gloomy. Yeah. Um, but also on the other hand, I kept having this realization that um, we were capturing a part of our history as a world that was very, it felt important in some way as monotonous as it might have been to watch or um, to, you know, it's, it was a whole season. I was very proud that um, we did go ahead and do a whole season because 
the um, the amount of time that we spent on this was sort of, I think, how it felt to us. It was endless. It's still happening. And it's not something that was just, uh, you know, an anecdote of like some month in our year. It's changed the world. And I think that we felt that in the show. So, um, yeah, it felt important. Mm, very cool. And well, my friend is a huge Grey's Anatomy fan, and I asked her, what is a question you would like me to ask? And here's what she said. So she says, so many actors, actors, characters die or leave on that show. I'm always curious for people who watch it and for those who, uh, those on it, if they could bring back a character, even a dead one, who would they choose? There's so many to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love so many. I think I would say George. Um, George is, uh, I think, I, have you ever watched the show? I've watched it for a couple seasons. I, I, I'm, yeah, but it's yeah. been a while. So you know George. He was yeah. in the early. Right. He was part of the cast. He was just such a heartfelt, um, heart-filled, uh, sensitive, like pure soul felt like yeah and the the trauma that we all experience when we saw his death on television it was just it stays with me I still think about it it felt very personal to me because it was on my screen the way it feels for everybody I'm Mm -hmm. sure um but he was such a sweet like I wish we could see him interact with Meredith's kids and and with the new interns, us and the generations to come. I think he would have been a fantastic doctor and yeah. I would have loved to work with PR. I um, have met him and he's such a wonderful human and um, it would have, been, would have been really nice to to be around him more often. Very good, good answer. Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years, each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format we've done over 200 episodes so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into so check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com so now let's talk romance and style we have the new homework movie this is so exciting and why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's about uh, yes, yeah, so this movie is about Ella Richards. That's my character. Uh, she's a designer in New York, and she enters a new world of this fashion magazine called The Look. And she uh, she shakes things up in um, the traditional uh, way that they have, uh, or ideas that they have in that specific uh, magazine, but also in the fashion industry. Um, she's brings her uh, all-inclusive um, body positivity nature with her. And that's sort of her her thing is, uh, is uh, her whole fashion eye and her, uh, her style is um, 
about making women feel confident in their own skin by revealing their beauty, uh, no matter what size or shape or whatever. And um, she does that. And through that, she finds love and um, she discovers herself and her confidence. And um, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. It's uh-huh. a really, I just, yeah, I am, right. I'm really proud. <laughs> I'm excited. So how did you get the lead in this? Did you, did they come to you or did you audition or how did that all work? They, they came to me um, and they sent me the script. And uh, as soon as I saw body positivity, I was hooked. Um, and the script was beautifully written. Also, it was, uh, it was very nuanced and had a lot of subtle messages. And I really enjoyed it from the start and, and, you know, from, reading the script to doing the movie, everything was just a, like a great experience that yeah. it's, you know, you're lucky if it's a good script, you're lucky if you like your co-stars, you're lucky if, but we somehow, the production, the team, the crew, everything with fashion, everything was just uh, really fun and uh, really in tune with that message. So it mm-hmm. was, uh, was really excited about doing it. Yeah, yeah I bet your first lead that must have that alone must have been exciting yeah (laughs) yeah I mean that's sort of the cherry on top because uh I like to work uh with people and in in a collaboration and so it was fun to lead the project but um I in that I wanted everyone to be part of it as much as I was in terms of ideas and and uh, input and feeling seen and heard. I think it's it's an important message that we put out in the movie, but it's also for me it was important to bring that in the making of it. And um, and so that was yeah to 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 now be doing press for it. It's like it's yeah it's it's sort of a cherry on top that I am enjoying a lot, mm-hmm. but. Um, it didn't felt so much uh, like it was just me doing my movie. It felt, right. it felt like we're all a very mm-hmm. much part of a team. It was talk about inclusiveness. It was just yeah. that it was that to the core of it. So yeah. that was great. Well, I'm really excited about the body positivity message. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, it's, it's something that I certainly as a teenager never saw people right. that were, bigger, uh, I guess, uh, that, uh, I never saw them having a love story. That was something I've I've hardly ever seen. I mean, there's a few shows Mm -hmm. like dropped a diva, which I love and adore, um, that, that did it and did it well, but it's, it is pretty rare even now. It's very rare. I call us the mean girl generation, um, because we're loving mean girls and it was sort of our Bible growing up. But now you see this new generation that's being infused with all this acceptance and it's wonderful. And they're seeing that movie and they're like, no one can believe that that was made and people liked it and, or not that they can't believe it, but the, 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 that the, aspect of it. Yeah. Right. That aspect of what um, we grew up sort of as an idea of what. Yeah. I mean, to, and you think of like shallow Hal or. You know, just some of these movies that are so cringe. You're just like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is your first time doing a romance. And so what was that like? You know, working with Ben Hollingsworth, like 
Uh, I mean, just your first time yeah. being in a romantic lead. Yeah, uh, Ben's very easy to yeah. to fall for. <laughs> he's uh, he's gorgeous. He's so sweet. He's um he's really again like I I feel like I I get keep getting blessed with all these amazing people in my life but um he's so generous in his experience this is not his wasn't his first hallmark and um yeah he had he's actually even has another one this season I know yeah (laughs) love (laughs) yeah um he had just come off of a hallmark actually and uh and so he was so kind with his experience and um, we kept joking about with the cast about how it felt like we were all college friends because from the get-go, we were all very uh, close and felt very um, comfortable with each other. And Ben and I always had this like cheeky little connection and um, I adore him. I um adore the fact that he's such a wonderful father as well and we talked about his wife and his wedding and his love story and you know my stuff and it was Mm -hmm. um it was great to to be working with him and and to you know we 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 chat sometimes now on text Mm -hmm. and um he feels like an old friend yeah it was a quick connection so that's how you kind of built up that chemistry because they didn't like do it they didn't do a chemistry read or anything like that no I think they like they knew who they wanted uh they just put us together and we sort of worked it out but um it sort of worked itself out actually Mm -hmm. is what happened yeah we didn't do much for it and it also was helped by the fact that we had such an amazing cast and of friends of people that I love and that I went to see in Toronto after that and like we we have a very close-knit group now so mm-hmm. it was yeah do, I you got have, so- do you have a love for fashion was it were you able to connect I uh, do, to your character yeah. yeah I have never been in anything like I've never been part of any fashion anything whether it's on screen as an actor or you know as a model or as an actress or anything I had never done anything with fashion really except in my life I I buy a lot of clothes and (laughs) I like to you know premieres and all of that it's it's always a lot of fun for me to to get dressed and and you know I'm French so maybe it's part of my DNA I don't know my mom's very specific about never leaving the house fully fully decked out and makeup (laughs) and hair and jewelry the she's uh like sort of a grand dame she like wears her jewelry everywhere to bed to the shower whatever she's like you know she's yeah. one of those so, um I was sort of a uh, grand mothered into fashion <laughs> from my grandma my grandmother and all of that and heels and stuff I I do to dress up <laughs> well and you got to wear some pretty it yeah. looks like from the trailer she got to wear some pretty fun clothes yeah for the yeah. movie I, we were so lucky that our wardrobe designer um Peter alfred such a fantastic um designer and she uh had a great team and we were all again in the spirit of collaboration working together to find like the most exciting 
versions of what we wanted to do. And um, she was so creative in the ways that she got this movie to be high fashion. Um, it was fun. It was, yeah. I think there were 21 outfits for 14 days, which is a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was being between each scenes, I was doing makeup and hair and which usually doesn't happen as often. And it was a bit of a challenge, <laughs> but it was, it was worth it. It looks great. Did you get to take home any of the clothes? I have a, like a few memorabilia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> things that, um, you know, uh, it was, yeah, it was like, I, I sort of, I'm very big on uh, bringing back a few memories. I was able to, to snag some, like uh, some things that now like there and there mm-hmm. um, that I'm very excited about. Hopefully cool. I can wear the premiere one day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. What do you hope people take away from the movie? I've, thought about that a lot because going into the movie um playing Ella she was so certain of herself so sure of her plus size confidence and um you know the her body positivity and I thought about it and I thought about myself and who I wanted to show up as um for people who would watch the movie and it was important for me to kind of dissect my own relationship to it and what I realized is that as much as I would love for body positivity to be like a a, an all-ending um sort of concept and like a like a a forever patch on you know whatever self-confidence issues we might have Um, I realized that it's, it's a practice. It actually isn't just an idea that you can like once reach that sort of an unattainable way of seeing it, I think. And I think that hopefully through watching this movie, people can get a glimpse of what that feels like and um, try to recreate it for themselves. I think it's important that we all find it within ourselves to just find worth in who we are instead of how we look it's I think we're all it's so tiring to be still judging each other on all these superficial criterias that um, don't serve anyone anymore and um, we're slowly seeing these new perspectives kind of come up and um, hopefully if people can get a glimpse of it with the movie then they can extend it to others Mm. and uh, maybe that can snowball into something a little bigger and realer it's it's such it's been such a hard few years for the world that I think uh, it's high time we all just move on from this particular Mm -hmm. issue and that we start looking inwards for the you know the things that really matter yeah yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's it's really important because, I mean, they've proven over and over again that it is possible to be healthy at every size. Uh, that's that's just, that's not really up for debate anymore. I mean, it's been proven a time and again, but even if the goal is health, uh, when you are unkind to people, make them feel bad about themselves, that's the last thing that makes them want to make major lifestyle changes that are effective and healthy. Uh, so if we can be positive about people and where they're at and make them feel good, then 
any change that if any change needs to be made, then they're more likely to make that change. Right. Right. And, you know, I've had, I've had, you know, fluctuating weight Mm -hmm. in my life. Uh, Even just being in LA for the last seven years, I've gone very different sizes. Um, And I think as long as you can keep the notion of who you are and how much you matter, really. Yes, health is important, but, you know, I've seen it and I've talked about it with, you know, in my family, everybody has a different relationship to their size and their weight and, and all of that. But overall, we, we all, I mean, I've been on a, I, I was put on a diet when I was like 11, uh, 11 a.m. Wow. I was put on a diet when I was 11 years old. I I mean, it's been part of my life forever. And I think um, what I've, I keep coming back to is if I feel good about myself, sometimes my body follows and it just, it, it finds its own health. It, it goes through your mind. Everything goes through our mind. And I think if we, if we're always nagging at the little things that don't work, then they're just gonna grow inside of us and take a lot more space than they need to. And mm-hmm. I'm actually, this is something that I'm very excited about in this movie is that they don't, we don't discuss necessarily body positivity as like some, some kind of foreign concept. It's just what she is at the beginning it is she is her full self empowered and strong and unapologetically beautiful for her presence and we just take it from there and we grow that and at no point are we questioning whether or not that's a valid point it is a valid point it exists in the world people know it and what she says in the movie is that let's just let's just you know graduate to this next stage of like evolution (laughs) let's just put everything in the past i I uh, think that's great i'm really looking forward to it We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. We like to end with some silly questions. Uh, so first question, what is the best ice cream flavor? Uh, peanut butter chocolate. Mm, that's a good <laughs> yeah. one. What's your favorite color? Blue. Oh, good. What music are you into? Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Bossa Nova. It, just, oh. it calms just has a way (laughs) what is your go-to date night food uh I really like Italian food Mm. yeah yeah summer Italian 
anything that's on a grill with a little mozzarella. Sounds good. What's your go-to date night activity if you're going to go do something? Um, I like a, a late, late movie. Okay. I like, to, um, you know, have, have dinner at home and then do facials and then maybe go at like 11 PM to watch a movie when oh, no one's around. That sounds fun. Personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, which do you like better dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had cats most of my, my life but I've always wanted a dog. So both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Would you like better beaches or mountains? Beaches. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I grew up in the mountains. So I think that's why. Okay. What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Um, Christmas. I mean, for so many reasons, I get to go home to see my family. I have a big, big family and we all, we all love Christmas. Also, I get it's, you know, the whole season, everybody works up to it and talk about Hallmark. Everybody like watches all the Hallmarks and, you know, it's like, it's such a, yeah, it really feels like a, like a, like a jolly season. I mean, everybody's just so looking forward to being happy. So you watch some Hallmark movies in France. So, you know, they used to, they are, they go on French, I mean, they're shown on French television. Um, I never realized it was Hallmark. And then when I moved to America, I have a friend, a friend of mine, we used to watch, well, we still do. We watch all Hallmark movies at, uh, at Christmas time. And I thought we were like, we had created this like underground sort of tradition yeah. to find out later that everyone does that. <laughs> That's special, but um, yeah, I definitely do watch Hallmarks now, um, and probably in France. I don't think I ever realized they were Hallmark, um, and I think I might have been a fan before I was a fan. So yeah, there you go. that's cool. That's good. All right. Well, last question: What's your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Romance and style. <laughs> <laughs> you can say. Yeah. Um, I've watched so many it's hard to say um I do like the Christmas ones like it's a it's a season it's a season I would call yeah. it I would say my favorite is the Hallmark season yeah. I've, I've seen so many I mean they all bring me so much joy. Yeah. it's like hard well, to pick. very good you answer all the questions thank you so much for talking with thank us you. this was great really looking forward to the movie and uh and <laughs> And so do you have social media or anything like that you want to share? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, I will be um, watching the movie while I'm watching the movie. You can um, tweet uh, and it's hashtag romance and style, or uh, you can tweet at me directly at JC Elliott. Great. Well, very good. Well, thanks so much. And uh, uh, we appreciate you taking time to talk with us and, uh, and good luck on all your projects. Hopefully it's the first of many for Hallmark. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> We'd like to thank JC for coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. 
and uh, we had a lot of technical issues. So I really appreciate her patience and, uh, and I hope y'all enjoyed the interview. Uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, Hellmarkies Pod and Hellmarkies Podcast, and uh, let us know what you think of all the things that we talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars. It really helps us a lot. And if you are uh, listening and watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store, which we would love to your support. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. And thanks to JC. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye.